0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are having a good morning. I hope your weekend is going well. The weather has certainly cooled off, hasn't it? Uh, We had gone, what, about a month or so from having any cold weather, and it has definitely returned, and it's beginning to feel like winter again. So uh, everybody bundle up out there. Keep our homeless friends in your prayers. The cold weather is obviously rough on them. We're trying to make sure there's plenty of blankets and scarves and toboggans, gloves, all that kind of good stuff to help them through these cold nights. And the homeless are amazingly resilient and they're definitely survivalists. So they are accustomed to living outside in harsh conditions. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but they're definitely survivors. They know how to stay warm and with wonderful people helping us with donations of blankets and things to keep people warm. It it really goes a long ways and to helping them and also letting them know people care. And so we uh, just want to keep our our friends lifted up in prayer and again want to thank people for helping us in this ministry because we can't do what we do without each of you you know we've had the homeless tell us before it can get mighty lonely but they know at love and action they have a family that cares for them and loves them and helps them that's just a blessing but we can't do that without all of you people who donate financially people who donate items like i was just mentioning blankets and gloves tents and so forth food hygiene items people who volunteer with us. We have an incredible group of volunteers who are just loving. They just love people and love Jesus. And it's just amazing watching God work through each one of them. And we have a lot of prayer warriors out there. I want to thank you for your prayers because, again, we can't do this without all of you. Have you ever thought about having some treasure? Well, today we're going to talk about where we should store our treasure at. Before we get into that, though, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we are so thankful. God, you are so good to us. Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus, the most precious gift ever, the most valued gift ever. There's never been a greater gift than your Son, Jesus, and we thank you that, Jesus, you did come here to this earth fully God, fully man, and you walked on this earth like we do. You were tempted in every way, but you didn't sin. But Jesus. When we come to you with prayer requests, you understand what we're talking about because you have lived like we have lived, and that's just mind-blowing, and we know that you're understanding, you get us, you're sympathetic to our requests, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you want what's best for us, and number one, yeah, that's you. God, that is you, and we thank you, Jesus, that because you rose from the grave, that all who believe in you won't die. Spiritually, but we'll have eternal life. And I thank you, Lord, that even right here on earth, sometimes things get crazy, but we can have that peace, have that assurance of knowing that our lives are built on the solid rock of you, Jesus, and that you're in us, you're with us, and you're going to get us through each and every trial, tribulation that comes our way. And Father, I want to lift up folks right now who are going through some tough times. Lord, we know during the holidays, people who have lost loved ones are really struggling. And just want to pray. Holy Spirit, that you will comfort them and just give them that comfort that they need and let them know that they're not alone because you're with them, Jesus. And just give them peace in their hearts, peace in their minds. Father, we pray for our homeless friends. Lord, we ask you to watch over them and keep them safe, Lord, in, in the cold weather. And, Lord, that you will just continue to remind them that you love them. And, God, that you've got good plans for them, God. Let, let them not focus on their current circumstances. Let them focus on you knowing that you've got a plan for them, and it's a great plan. It's the best plan ever. And, Lord, just watch over them, keep them safe, and keep them warm, Father. Lord, we thank you that we have the opportunity to help them to do that. And, Lord, all those who support us, who help us, Lord, I just thank you for them. I want to just pray your blessings upon them, Lord. And, Lord, we just want to pray most of all that if anyone is listening today and they don't have that relationship with you, Jesus, I pray today is their day that they call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. So, Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. And we ask your Holy Spirit to teach us, lead us, guide us, direct us. And may we be doers of your word, Father God, and not hearers only. We love you, Lord. We ask you to forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. When you think about treasure, what first comes to mind? Like a buried chest of treasure or treasure that a pirate finds or something like that. The Bible talks about treasure, and the Bible wants us to store our treasure in the right place. And so we're going to talk about that today. And let's start out with our key scripture today, which is Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Now, this is Jesus giving his famous Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount is just, wow, what a wonderful piece of scripture to read. It's just to read the Sermon on the Mount there. And, and basically the main point of his ser- Sermon on the Mount is that our possessions on earth are really not important. What is meaningful are the spiritual treasures uh, which we'll find in heaven when we get there. And we shouldn't really worry about things because God's going to take care of us. So we need not to worry. We need to focus on Jesus and realize that things on this earth They're going to be here today. They're going to be gone tomorrow. But Jesus, he lasts forever. And our life with him is eternal. And so he wants us not to focus on the earthly things. Let's focus on him. And those things, those earthly things that we need, like food, clothing, and so forth, he knows that. And as long as we stay focused on him, and we'll read some scripture in a little bit, but as long as we stay focused on him, he's going to take care of those needs. And normally when we talk about treasure in heaven, people often relate it to finances. And that is a good teaching from this scripture, and we'll talk about that as well. but that's not what it's all about. It's not just about finances. but let's read the scripture. Matthew chapter six verses 19 through 21. Jesus says, "Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys." and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wow, that's just such a profound statement from Jesus right there. We know where our heart is when we look at what we consider treasure. Is getting a big bank account, is that a treasure? Or having the newest, nicest vehicle, is that what we look at as treasure? It can be many things. But what do we look like when we look at our checkbooks? Or nowadays, not too many people use checkbooks, do they? When you look online at your bank statement, where's the money going? What are we spending money on? Is it needs? Is it wants? Is it what we think consider treasure? Or are we making an investment into the kingdom, the building of, of God's kingdom? And so where our treasure is, that's where our hearts will be. But let's think about storing up treasure in heaven and some different ways we can do that. Because often we read things in the Bible and says, okay, store up treasure in heaven. All right, uh, how, how am I going to do that? <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about just a handful of things that we have time to discuss today. I think a very powerful way to store up treasures in heaven is to practice authentic discipleship. Be a true disciple of Jesus. You know, we can be a believer in Jesus and not be a disciple, not be a follower. We can believe that he's the son of God. We can believe that he died and rose again, but is that where we stop, or do we follow him, trust him with everything in our lives, and live our lives for him, and get into his word, learn his word, apply it to our lives, and make disciples of others? Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. That is a very scary verse. <laughs> it is. Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," is going to enter heaven. So that should give us pause and say, "Wow, okay, I call him Lord. Am I going to get into heaven or not?" Well, the thing is is we do need to confess him as Lord, and we do need to surrender to his lordship. But again, that's the difference between believing and truly following him because if we're just a believer then we're not going to do the will of the Father. If we are a follower of Jesus, then that's when we're doing the will of the Father because we are obeying the commands that Jesus gives us. We are living a life that is bringing glory to the Father, not bringing glory to us, and we're living a life of telling others about him and making disciples. It's a big difference, believer or a follower, and we need to make sure we know which one we are. And if you aren't a follower, it's time to start becoming a follower. You're a believer? Awesome. That's great. But now, start following him. When we do that, I went through life years ago just believing. But the moment that I truly started following him is when I realized how even more how awesome Jesus is and how wonderful of a life he wants for us. Yes, I've been through a a lot. We all do. And so being a follower of Jesus doesn't mean it's it's an easy road. Matter of fact, he tells us the exact opposite. But it is so worth it. And it is so worth any sacrifices we have to make. And we just have to remember, too, that he wants obedience. Obedience above sacrifice, the word tells us. So we need to be obedient to him. And as we are, we're following him. We're becoming a disciple of his. And we're making disciples because that's what he commands us to do. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20 is the Great Commission. And living out the Great Commission is a great way to store up treasures in heaven. Let's read one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, them being the disciples, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. If we will do that, if we will be obedient to Jesus and realize he has all authority, and in that authority he commands us to go, not just sit still, not just keep him to ourselves, but to go and tell others about him and to make disciples. It says of all nations, that's all people groups. Anybody we come across can be a disciple of Christ. He wants us to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he wants us us to teach them to follow all that he's commanded us. And so the way this reads is, as you are going, make disciples. As you are baptizing, we're making disciples. As we are teaching, we're making disciples. And so making disciples... I said it's a great way to store up treasures in heaven because we're going out in our daily lives, whether we're at work or at the store or out on an outreach with love and action or whatever, wherever. We're meeting people, and we get to tell them about Jesus. We get to tell them about what Jesus has done in our life, sharing our testimonies. And when we see people come to Jesus, profess their faith in Jesus Christ, surrender to his lordship, Wow, that is the most awesome thing ever, and that's a treasure that we're storing up in heaven. And then as we make disciples, then we're we're teaching these new believers how to live for Jesus, how to be a disciple, how to be a follower, not just a believer, but a follower of Jesus, and teach them how to also make disciples. And so you can see that there's a lot of spiritual growth going on, not only within yourself, but in others, as others are coming to Jesus, their eternity has been totally changed from one that was on the road to hell to on the road to heaven. And now they're living for Jesus because you're making a disciple and then they're leading others to Jesus and they're making disciples. So you see how the treasure quickly builds up. And we're talking about spiritual, that we're not talking about finances, we're talking about spiritual, which that's most important anyway. If we would just obey Jesus and live a Great Commission lifestyle, we will see lives changed, including our own, and we will be storing treasure in heaven. Then we also see in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, where Paul is writing to Timothy. Paul just poured himself into Timothy, made a disciple of Timothy, was Timothy's mentor. He's getting close to the end of his life, and he tells Timothy, "...the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses..." Entrust these to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. So you see Paul telling Timothy, you've learned how to be a disciple for me. Now take that and teach others and teach them how to teach others. And so the discipleship process continues and continues and continues. So we see from the commands of Jesus, he's telling us that we're to make disciples. We see Paul following that command of making disciples. And we read in Matthew 7 where Jesus says, everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is not going to enter heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father. So we need to ask ourselves, are we doing these things in our lives? Are we doing the will of our Heavenly Father? Are we making disciples, teaching others how to live with Jesus and how to make disciples themselves? And if we're not, we need to change things and start doing that. And if you're thinking, man, I, I don't know how to do any of this, well, you need to be part of a church who is teaching discipleship who gives people opportunities to learn and to serve and to teach because it's so important. We have to do that. So I encourage you, find a church that's doing that and be a part of them. We teach discipleship here at Love in Action. You can look at our website at loveinactionministries.com and check out the Love in Action School of Discipleship. We've had a great year of discipleship. So many going through discipleship and learning and putting it into Action in their own lives and making other disciples, and it's not just for the homeless; it's for anybody. We have a number of volunteers who who are going through it uh, right now, and people aren't even volunteers; they just heard about discipleship, they wanted to learn, and they've been a part of it. So that's also another option for you as well. And I just encourage you: be a follower of Jesus and be a disciple, a true disciple, and you will lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. Another way that we can lay up treasures in heaven is from Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 40. Love and action, our key scripture, when we first started this ministry nearly 23 years ago, came out of Matthew 25. And let's just read that and then we'll discuss it. The king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you sick, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger, and invite you in, or naked, and clothe you? And when did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, To the extent that you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Meeting physical needs of people. You'll definitely store up treasures in heaven by meeting physical needs of people. And that's, as I mentioned, that's scripture that we started this ministry upon, based upon, because we saw so many people were hurting, homeless, those just living in poverty, and we started reaching out and helping them, meeting these needs that Jesus talked about with with food and with water and clothes and just all these different helps. I've been to prisons. I've been to jails to visit people, the sick, and helping them. And Jesus says, when we do that, we're doing it unto him, And he tells us that right there in verse 34, come you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. When we do this, we are inheriting the kingdom of God. God has his kingdom set up and he wants us to be part of it. And so that's why he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins so we can enter into the kingdom. But he tells us here that when we're doing this, we're meeting physical needs. We are definitely storing up treasure in heaven and inheriting the kingdom of heaven, inheriting what God has laid out for his people. This isn't salvation by works. This is salvation by Jesus. When we have Jesus truly in our hearts, we're going to want to do this stuff because his love is in us and compels us to reach out and help those just like he did while he walked on this earth. Just go back and read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you see Jesus reaching out and helping those in need. And we want to be like our Jesus. And so as we follow him, then we find ourselves being compelled to do these things. And he tells us as we do them, we're doing them unto him. So when we hand a plate of food or a blanket to a homeless friend, yes, we're We're helping them, but Jesus says we're serving Him, and that's an awesome concept when you stop and think about it. And that's why there's so much fulfillment spiritually when we do these types of things, whether it's with love and action, whether it's through your church, whether it's you're just doing it as a family, but you're helping others. You see a need, and like the saying goes, "See a need and fill it." When you do that, wow! God smiles and. It's just spiritually speaking, you just get this great feeling. That's just hard to describe, and it's very humbling at the same time. I just want to encourage you, step out and help somebody who's in need, maybe a neighbor, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a complete stranger. But when you start meeting these needs, God is pleased. Again, when Jesus is in us, his light shines through us, and his love flows through us, and we want to do things like this. We want to make time for Jesus. And this is one way we can make time for Jesus. Another way to store up treasure in heaven is by simply trusting him. Simply trust in Jesus. Matthew chapter 6 verses 33 through 34. Again the Sermon on the Mount. But Jesus says, first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be provided to you. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus says one day at a time. Take it one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. I may not even see tomorrow, right? (laughs) So don't worry about that, and don't worry, period. Trust in him by seeking first Jesus. Seek first Jesus and his kingdom, his righteousness. And then these things we have need of, be it clothing or food or finances, whatever, Jesus knows what those needs are, he's going to take care of them. Don't confuse wants with needs now, okay? It's a huge difference there. But he's going to take care of us. Let's just seek him first. And as we do that, we are trusting him. And again, that's the difference between believing and following. Because when we start following Jesus, we're trusting what he says in his word is true. And he's going to take care of, of us. He's going to take care of all these things. We just got to trust him. And as we do, we see him moving in our lives. We see him moving through our lives. Through all of that, we are storing up treasure in heaven. We're talking about treasure in heaven. What does that look like? I I don't know. I don't know what God has planned. He has stuff planned that we have no idea about. We can't, the Bible says we can't even imagine, can't even fathom what God has in store for us, but I'm telling you, heaven is going to be awesome, and I'm looking forward to the day because of Jesus Christ that I can enter into heaven and see him, and see him in all of his glory, and Eternity is going to be a just going to be a blast. We get to worship God forever and everything he has planned is just going to be phenomenal. And I want to live all out for him here on earth so when that time comes, he can say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." I'm ready to hear that. I'm ready to see my Jesus. But I want to encourage you. Live for him. Truly, truly, truly live for him and let him be the center of your life. You know, Martha was on with me last week. And we talked about how our first love is Jesus. Jesus is is first. But before, we put Jesus before each other because there's nobody worth all that love than Jesus. Jesus died for my sins, for her sins, for your sins. And the thing is, as we put him, literally put him first, and he's our first love, then his love is just welling up inside of us and it's flowing through us for others. And so, therefore, our love for one another is so strong and we have an awesome marriage and I praise God for my wife I praise God for our marriage but it's all because of him it's his love that's in each other that we're able to love each other like we do and able to love others like we do it's all Jesus and so we need to truly seek him first and put him first in our lives then lastly what I want to talk about is Romans chapter 10 verses 14 through 15 so let's go there The Apostle Paul writes, how then are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? But how are they to preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Now, right here is where I want to talk about finances. Paul is saying, how are people going to believe in this Jesus? They haven't heard about him. So how are they going to believe in him? And how are they going to hear without somebody preaching the gospel to them? And then how is the gospel going to be preached to them if they aren't sent? And so that's where finances can come into play here is that we take our finances to help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ locally as well as around the world. Because as I've mentioned here at Love and Action, we cannot do what we do without everybody who's involved. Again, those who volunteer, those who pray, those who donate the items that we need, and definitely those who donate financially. And then there's missionaries around the world. There's indigenous pastors in other countries that we're able to, we're connected with, we're able to support, and they are spreading the gospel among unreached people groups. There are needs to do that, of course, that cost money. And so because people give to help us to do that as well, then we're able to reach people who've never heard about Jesus. Unfortunately, there's people right here in our hometown who haven't heard about Jesus. That's kind of mind-blowing when you think about how many opportunities there are to hear about Jesus because there's a church on every street corner. Well, we know it's not literally every street corner, but a lot of churches in Dothan and throughout the Wiregrass. There's Christian radio. There's Bibles aplenty. But yet there's still people who haven't heard. One reason they haven't heard is we Those of us who are Christians haven't told them, so we need to tell them. But also, especially around the world, in the 1040 window, where the majority of the world's unreached, unengaged people groups live, we can reach them. But it costs finances to do that. As I mentioned earlier, we can look at our checkbook or look online in our bank account and see where we're spending money at. And have we taken our finances and said, you know what, God, do with our finances what you want. It's like Jesus talking to the rich young ruler. He was rich, and Jesus said, sell everything, come follow me. But he couldn't let go of his possessions, and he didn't. Now, Jesus may not be telling you right now to go sell everything. You know, I'm not saying he's telling you to go sell everything. But we need to understand that he's the one who's given us our finances. He's given you the job that you have. He's given you the wisdom to do that and therefore you're able to make money. So let's give back to the Lord, and let's help build the kingdom of God by spreading the gospel locally, regionally, in this country, throughout this world. We have so many opportunities, and so I just want to encourage you to take a look at your finances, pray about it, and say, God, how do you want me to spend my finances? Because I realize they're not mine, they're yours. You've given me all of it. I know i I need to meet my needs. I need to pay my rent or my mortgage, or I need to have food, electricity, and so forth. But God, there's there's some extra here. What do you want me to do with that? And let Him guide you and show you where to, where to invest. I like to say you're investing into souls. You're investing into kingdom work. You're investing into spreading the gospel, and that's the best investment any of us can ever make because the return is heavenly. <laughs> Literally, the return is eternity. People are getting saved. People are being set free. People are being baptized. People are being discipled. That's storing up treasure in heaven. So as you can see, storing up treasures in heaven is done by living a life for Jesus, just living for him and letting him lead, guide, and direct us in every way, every part of our lives. Surrender to his lordship and give him every part of our lives. That's what he wants. Be obedient to him, and when we do, again, I promise you, you will not want to go back to the way things were before you truly started following Jesus. So I want to encourage you this morning, if you are a believer, become a follower. Follow him and love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you're not a believer in Jesus, if you say, Ken, I haven't haven't made that decision to give my life to Jesus, let this morning be the morning that you do. Oh, I encourage you just... Pray to them, say, God, I'm a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. I want to give you my life right now. I believe with all my heart that, Jesus, you died on the cross. And on the third day, God, you raised Jesus back to life. And your word tells me that if I believe, I have eternal life. And, Jesus, I want to be a follower of yours. So I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me every day to live for you. I don't really know exactly how that looks, but I want to learn. So I'm asking you to help me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I love you. In your name I pray. Amen. Just talk to them. Let them know you want them. Let them know you want to give them your life. Repent. Turn from your sinful ways. Turn to him. And he will save you. He'll forgive you. And then I encourage you to go out and tell somebody, especially another believer who's living this life for Jesus, If you're not in the church, get involved with the church. Again, who's making disciples. And if you have any questions or you just want to say, Hey, Ken, what do I do next? Let me encourage you to either call me or email me. Our number here at Love in Action is 334-494-4995. 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck at loveinaction.com. Ministries dot com, Ken dot Tuck at dot com, and I would love to give you those next steps. Well, thank you all so much for joining me today. I hope you will all remember as you go through this week that Jesus loves you so very much. Again, I encourage you follow Him, and I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May He lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.